When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pittsburgh Steelers definitely made a splash on day one of the legal tampering period. But by no means was this a win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere. You get your podcasts in today. We're going through day one of the negotiation period in the NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers had plenty of news, even if they were only involved in one of them. For starters, they signed Patrick Peterson, all-pro cornerback, future Hall of Famer. He's going to come and finish his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it came at a cost. They lost Cam Sutton to the Detroit Lions after signing a three-year, $33 million deal to head to Detroit I'll say this. I understand where the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming from. I do not agree with the notion that Patrick Peterson is a better cornerback than Cam Sutton. I agree that maybe they're very equal. And right now, maybe Patrick Peterson has fallen to where Cam Sutton is. But the long-term upside, I think Cam Sutton obviously carries. His career is going to last longer than two years. He's going to be a very reliable corner for somebody for the next five or six years. Meanwhile, you get Patrick Peterson for two, which means that the Pittsburgh Steelers were ready to move on and ready to bring in youth. I get that. I agree with that. I kind of like that decision. On top of that, Sutton got $22.5 million guaranteed. Meanwhile, Patrick Peterson got just 5.85. I see where the Steelers are coming from. It doesn't mean I agree with their overall approach to free agency. And that's not even where we're getting started. Cam Sutton's loss was big. I think you could replace that with Patrick Peterson. As long as you hit big in the NFL draft, there by no means can be any let up. The Steelers cannot sit around and say, oh, well, we'll just draft a corner at 32 or 49 or 80. No, 17 is now a cornerback pick, and it's the only option For the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is not a if this guy is available. It's we need at bare minimum one future starting cornerback that could step onto the field in the next two years and learn from Patrick Peterson and develop into the next superstar. No excuses. If the Pittsburgh Steelers are unable to make that happen, they have dug themselves a hole and ultimately lost this swap at corner. No argument. On top of that, the biggest regret or disappointment with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now has to see, has to be watching and seeing the inside linebacker room completely deteriorate as they do absolutely nothing. It didn't start off that way, and I got that. I understood that TJ Edwards was likely out of their conversation, and when he signed for $6.5 million a year, that came as a bit of a surprise. I looked at that more as 
uh, well, the Steelers probably thought he was going for more. It's a good way to set the market much lower than anticipated. But then they just sat there and did nothing. Jermaine Pratt headed back to the Cincinnati Bengals on a three-year, $21 million deal. Bobby O signed a four-year, $40 million deal with the New York Giants. Eric Kendricks snuck his way in at the end of the night with a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. You keep going down. David Long shocked everybody with a two-year, $11 million deal with the Dolphins. There is one deal that didn't make sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's Tremaine Edmonds' massive four-year, $72 million deal, $50 million guaranteed with the Chicago Bears. Outside of that, they should have signed any one of these guys and felt good about it. But instead, they stuck around and said, we're going to wait. Well, if that's the plan, if that's how the Steelers are approaching this, they now have Aziz Al-Shir, Bobby Wagner, Leighton Vanderish, maybe Rashawn Evans, and then they could start looking at Devin Bush, which means that they're slim pickings moving forward, which is not where they needed to be. And it could have been where they were. And some people could have said, oh, well, if the market's high, why would the Steelers buy in on a lower name inside linebacker? Totally agreed. But the second that TJ Edwards set that market at six and a half million dollars a season, the Pittsburgh Steelers should have been all in on an inside linebacker. It shouldn't have taken much to get Patrick Peterson. And apparently, according to Peterson himself, the contract came out of left field. They got a deal done very quickly. Didn't take much time. But to sit there and let Jermaine Pratt get off the board and then sit there a little bit longer and let Tremaine Edmonds get off the board and then let Bobby O get off the board and then let David Long get off the board on such a cheap deal and then to let Eric Kendricks get off the board. It just didn't make any sense the longer and longer that they waited. The Pittsburgh Steelers have to have a plan here And there have been reports in the past that said that the Steelers are looking at Mark Robinson in the NFL draft as their go-to at inside linebacker. And I've just got to say that I pray that isn't true because Mark Robinson is not ready to be a full-time starter, nor does he have the athleticism or the coverage ability to be a full-time starter. On top of that, the NFL draft is filled with a bunch of guys who, yeah, they have some potential, but they are as raw as they come. And if you do not believe me, Sit down and talk with Derek Bell. Slide into his DMs. Follow us on Insta- or on Twitter or check out one episode of the podcast where we talk about this. And I promise you, you will be disappointed in the scouting reports of these inside linebackers. And if that's the Pittsburgh Steelers' plan of approach, they're going to be lost at inside linebacker for another season, all because they refuse to spend $4 million a year on a guy that makes them instantly better. I'm surprised that Al Shayer is still on the board. I would expect him to sign with the Houston Texans because he has that connection with D'Amico Ryans. I don't expect Bobby Wagner to be a name for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will tell you this, though. It would not surprise me if Leighton Vander Esch is the move for Pittsburgh 
And that makes up for all of this. As long as they sign an inside linebacker that is quality, that gives you starting potential, immediately upgrades the room, and allows you to not worry about who's starting next to Miles Jack, if that's how you choose to approach this, if you are the Pittsburgh Steelers, then that's okay. Vanderish had the eye of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL draft process a couple of years ago. He's been a very, very reliable player for the Dallas Cowboys whenever he's healthy. He has injury issues, which is a major concern for everybody. And he's sitting there in a market where everyone is getting less than $10 million a season. And the Pittsburgh Steelers got to be grinning from cheek to cheek, watching it all happen. But it means nothing if they do not go and make a move in a lower market. And if Vanderish is the move, that's totally fine. And I could see him being the move just because of his history with Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin and the entire organization. And when he came up in the draft and I could see them having an interest in him and them being saying he is our guy. We're going to get Leighton Vanderish. That's okay. But if another day goes by and his name gets wiped off the board, and Bobby Wagner's name gets wiped off the board, and Aziz Alshir gets wiped off the board, and Levante David gets wiped off the board, and the Steelers are sitting here looking at Drew Tranquil, Rashawn Evans, and Devin Bush and saying, well, we have nobody left. And they walk into the season with Robert Spillane and Miles Jack as their starters with Mark Robinson coming off the bench and some rookie that isn't ready to play in the NFL they did not get any better. In fact, they got much worse. And that's not okay in this offseason. It was okay last offseason when guys were expensive. It's not okay in a market that is instantly crashing and becoming obviously available. On top of that, they've done nothing to clear up more cap space. I didn't expect day one to have many moves. I expected Cam Sutton to resign. I was wrong on that one, but essentially was right because I knew that a cornerback was coming. I could see day two being a lot of this guy's coming back. This guy's coming back. This guy's coming back. And that would be great. The Pittsburgh Steelers need to make decisions at a number of positions. And I think making those decisions on day two, maybe day three is the move. You don't want to wait too long, but at the same time, you don't want to give in and say, eh, well, we're going to miss out on other opportunities because we'll just sign you immediately. But man, to miss out on inside linebacker and to try and chalk it up as if Patrick Peterson was the big win and gave the Steelers an advantage in day one of the legal tampering period, that's just not correct. It's not true. The Steelers did not win day one. Nobody anticipated them to win day one. You shouldn't have looked at it and said, this is going to be another 2022, man, because it's not. The Steelers are not in the same boat. They're not looking to make the same moves. They're not looking to have the same splash. But you expected something once those names started flying off the board at inside linebacker. And because nothing happened, you have to become skeptical about it. And if they don't get Leighton Vanderesh or Bobby Wagner or make some sort of splash there, it's a loss. And you can't rebound from that loss. I don't care who you draft. I don't care how good Mark Robinson got at the end of the season. It's not a win. But 
They have a whole week to make up for it. They never start strong. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So why would you expect anything to change? And they always seem to pull this one out. And I would expect them to do it again this time around. As long as they make up for their day one faults. 